0: everything that happened to him was a plan of God for our benefit, Uh, uh, and so, you know, I think about that a lot, it it brings kind of joy to my heart, thinking about how mad the devil is, you know, Uh, and so, uh, and how, you know, he just, it's, someday it's going to happen, you know, Uh, and um, of course, you know, there's a conflict, he wants to kill every human in the world, but at the same time, you know, he don't, he doesn't want to push the end of time to come too quickly, because his end will come quickly after that, Uh, so, he, he's bitter and mad and, and conflicted at the same time every day. Uh, and that's good. I'm glad for that, you know. I'm glad that he's conflicted and bitter and mad. And, uh, and um, um, we don't have to fear him at all, amen? He's a defeated foe. Uh, a lot of the church is afraid of the devil, you know. No need to be afraid of the devil. He's defeated foe. The name of Jesus is plenty powerful to overcome the devil. Uh, Any time we, we utter the name of Jesus, the Bible says that... that uh, at that name, every knee shall bow in heaven and earth uh, and um, of course Jesus said he has the keys of death, hell and the grave and so uh, there's nothing there's no uh, uh, nothing in all of creation that won't bow to the name of Jesus uh, and so uh, that's a good place for us to be amen and he gave that name to us uh, to uh, to do with uh, as his will inspires us uh, and so that's a pretty impressive name, amen? And Jesus paid a great price to obtain that name because nobody used the name of Jesus prior to the resurrection. And so, even though he was called Jesus before the resurrection, nobody used the name of Jesus uh, from the standpoint of, of authority. Of course, the, the disciples did use that, I guess, uh, where they said uh, that even the devils uh, are subject to us in, in your name. Uh, but it wasn't quite the same because it, it, they were given it to its, only those uh, disciples specifically. It wasn't given to the whole church until after the resurrection. Uh, and so we're thankful for the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so don't ever fear the devil. Don't ever be afraid of what he can do uh, because um, uh, the Bible says that he, that he walks about as a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He's really a toothless old snaggled tooth, uh, decrepit uh, dog, you know, that... Uh, uh, so on his last breath, you know, missing a leg or two, you know, got holes in his ears, it's just a ratty old dog, and uh, in fact, the Old Testament says when we see him, we'll look on him narrowly. Like, that's it? Yeah, that's, that's that's. We've been afraid of this all, you know You know how you squint at something when you go, really? That's it? Well, that's what we're going to do when we finally, when we really see Lucifer uh, in all his lack of glory, uh, we'll be like, that's it? You know, you're, you're the one who caused all this grief, uh, and uh, and Probably all of us will be embarrassed that we ever fell for any of, his, uh, uh, any of his ways and wiles, the Bible says. And so, but that's okay, amen. Uh, it'll all be over at some point in time. Between now and then, our job is to learn faith, uh, exercise faith. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus was sent to destroy the works of the enemy. Uh, well, he handed that job off to the church. So our job as a church is to destroy the works of the enemy, primarily the works of the enemy in people's lives. Uh, and, uh, and so as we destroy the works of the enemy in people's lives by uh, uh, providing healing and restoration and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Uh, and then we increase the roles of heaven. Uh, and so that's our job. Amen. Uh, pretty simple. Uh, and um, we can always be on the lookout for uh, where we can apply that and how we can help others around us. Amen. Uh, and so. Uh, so it's good, amen, you can't help everybody, Uh, but um, we, in fact, we had, had somebody call just the other day asking for, uh, will we, will we get them a hotel room, and, um, you know, it's not that I've gotten jaundiced over the years, but, um, you know, I tend to be more patient in listening to see if the Lord would have me to do something, Uh, and, um, you know, I said, well, we don't, we don't, you know our general rule is we don't get hotel rooms for people because if you did you'd be buying hotel rooms for people every day uh, and um uh, and the stories are you know they're always amazing stories right and so um i said well we don't have this you know we do have food and you know we can if you'd like some food you know then click and <laughs> it just hung up on me and like, you know that's kind of disrespectful you know yeah. I, and, and um, um i mean uh <clears throat> you know i don't know but the, Generally speaking, the sense that I get is most of the stories are not true, uh, or they're they're significantly exaggerated. Uh, that's not a law. I don't I don't have a law that everybody calls the church is lying. Um, but um, if I was put money on it based on statistics, you know, so far it would be a pretty good bet. Uh, and so, but uh, my my attitude is I have no law. You know, I don't make a law that I'm never helping anybody. And uh, but. Uh, you know, oftentimes they will try to use flattery to to get something from the church. You know, well, we're looking. For, we've been looking for a church. Really, that's awesome. How long have you been looking? Uh, and uh, where where'd you go to church on Sunday? Now we were here on Sunday, right? Uh, and so, uh, I had one person. Uh, uh, he actually w- w- got irritated at me, and he said, "You pastors, you need to quit asking people where they go to church. You just need to help them and quit quit." Uh, confronting about where they go to church. <laughs> I'm a pastor, what do you think I'm gonna ask you, you know? Uh, you know, uh, uh, And, and uh, you know, this is really uh, a really selfish remark, right? Because they just wanted stuff, they wanted things, they wanted money, help, food, whatever, and they didn't wanna be bothered with any spiritual questions. And well, you know, at the end of time, when they stand before the Lord Jesus, they will be glad that I asked them that question, amen? And they will regret if they didn't respond in a positive way. Uh, they will not think about the box of food they did or did not get or the hotel room they did or not, did not get. Uh, th- they will not think about that. Um, in fact, uh, I don't, did you guys see that uh, there was a news report about that uh, the Jeopardy show, you know, the, uh, the show, the, the TV show for the hat. You know, they got all these brilliant guys, right? Um, like Wheel of Fortune is for the common man, but you know Jeopardy's for all the brainy people, right? And so like who's the second cousin of the last czar of Russia? You know, it was, it was Hildegard or whatever. They're like, wow, that's amazing. They know that. Uh, and the question the other day was uh, fill in the blank. You know, our Father which art in heaven, blank be thy name. <laughs> Nobody got it. None of them got it, right? Uh, and, and you think, you know, I mean, heathens know the answer to that question, right? These are like professional heathens. They don't know the answer to the question. You know, and, and they're going to stand before the Lord Jesus someday. Did you accept me? Well, no, Lord. I mean, you know. No, but I know the second cousin of the last czar of Russia, uh, you know, that's just not, they're going to be really sad that they know that, but they don't know how it'd be their name, right? I mean, it's just, just amazing. I mean, you know, do you throw your shoe at the TV? Right. Uh, but, you know, think about how, uh, I mean, these people know the most the obscure pieces of information, Right? but they don't know something that they could just trip on and would hear not even by attending church right and uh and it's like wow that's that really tells you something about the priorities of folks there and, and uh, you know your heart goes up for them because someday they will they will try to earn their way into heaven well lord i know all kinds of things yeah but do you know my name right uh, and and so that's that's uh maybe we should pray for those three contestants there right that they somebody should pray for them, right? They they, they do need a lot of prayer, so praise God. Well, let's pray we'll get into the word tonight. So, Father, we do thank you for your word. And we thank you, Father, that your word establishes your will upon the earth and is a revealer of of both your will and who you are, your character, Father, to us as your people. And so, Father, as we search the scriptures daily, uh, Father, we thank you that they'll point us to you and they will reveal you to us each and every day. We thank you for these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, let's open up our, our, our Bible to the book of uh, Philippians. We'll continue there. Uh, and um, we got down to uh, verse 16 a couple of weeks ago. Of course, Jared filled in last week, so uh, appreciate Jared doing that. And um, uh, he told us uh, uh, what his message was, and it sounds like a really good message. And so if I wasn't traveling, I would have loved to have been here. Amen. Uh, and so um, uh, it says here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Nevertheless, uh, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. So we talked quite a bit about that, about uh, there's nothing wrong with being like somebody if they are spiritually successful. Uh, and that should, be a, that should be an easy thing for us to do, right? It should be easy for us to say, well, I see that person over there. They seem to be successful, at least in these areas of their spiritual walk. You know, I'm going to be like that. Uh, and uh, oftentimes in the church, what happens is people will, Uh, not so much be following successful people. Uh, In fact, someone was telling me, yeah, I follow so-and-so. And And they were talking one day about how they never have miracles in their life at all, Uh, like answered prayers or healings or anything. And, of course, I didn't say anything. I was like, why would you follow them? I mean, what what do they have that you want if they have nothing, right? If I've never had the Lord answer a prayer, I've never had a miracle happen in my life, well, well, what do they know? I mean, if they knew faith, they would have some miracles and, you know, at least one uh, other than salvation. Salvation always a miracle, but, um, and so I'm thinking, uh, well, why would you follow them? Amen. Uh, now, of course, you know, I don't, I don't tell people, well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard most of the time, but uh, there, are, there are plenty of other folks in the church who, uh, number one, they refuse to follow anybody, and not only will they not follow anybody, they'll look at at people who are successful and say, "I'm not going to be like that," and they'll they'll do opposite world, right? So if they wear a tie, I'm not wearing a tie. You know, if they have short hair, I'm going to have long hair. If they are clean shaven, I'm going to have a you know a prophet beard, right? Because you know, prophet beard makes you a prophet, right? And so you've got a big long beard that makes you a prophet because you know it's a beard. Uh, and so um, so that's and so it's it's, it's just opposite world, uh, and it's just you know the root of it is just plain re- rebellion, right? I don't want to be like anybody and I want, to, I want to be like me. You know, I want, to be, I, want to, I want to be in a place where I'm completely invisible, where I don't stand out at all. And I'm pretty successful at that, I think, right now, right? I mean, you know, in the sense that uh, I look like other people, you know, my, my doctrine is like other people, because it's not about me. It, it, if, if, if I should be always reflecting only the image of the Lord Jesus. If I'm only reflecting the image of me, so that you see me, so that you observe me, so that you notice me, well, then it's all about me, uh, and I've lost the whole point, point. and so I've, I've got no problem. If somebody's successful, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out what they were successful at, how they were successful, and I'm going to follow that, if, if, if it's scriptural, right? If it's, I, I'm not interested in how someone was successful at building a big church, because typically it's, you know, it's marketing gimmicks, it's, I gave it away an AR-15, or uh, if somebody actually told me, they said, well, you know, we have a big youth group, and people get onto us because, you know, we're carnal and we play rock and roll music and we have fog machines and, and disco balls. said, so, but you can't argue with success. I'm like, uh, you absolutely can argue with success. Amen. Because how you get them is how you have to keep them. If you get them by being carnal, you have to remain carnal. Amen. If you get them by being spiritual and they follow the Lord into the church, well, then that's fine. You can continue to be spiritual. Uh, and so you know you and Paul talked about those who accused him of doing evil that good may come uh, well that's kind of the same mentality right that it's not the ends do not justify the means amen the uh, the means are just as important as the ends and how you do it is just as important as what is how you end up and how uh, how you got successful uh, is just as important as, as being successful uh, and uh, you know you can go rob a bank well, I tithed on my bank robber you know that's awesome you know you can't do that right uh and, but you know the lord was the lord is blessed well you know uh the lord doesn't bless by your giving amen you're blessed by your giving uh and so uh, it's uh, uh there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of philosophy that gets into the church uh, a lot of people live by philosophy instead of living by the word instead of judging by everything they do everything every action they take every thought they have going back to the word does this line up with the word of god uh, and you, and you really have to be very aggressive with that mentality. Uh, you know, I talked to, uh, there's a situation one time where I, I knew this circumstance where, uh, there was a, um, a church that somebody took over and the, the, uh, the pastor had passed away and, um, the, the widow, she was still part of the church and they'd signed a contract. They said this, this widow would get, uh, a pension forever, right? Till forever. Uh, and, um, uh, and so they brought a new pastor in. Uh, the document was already there, so he just added his signature to the document, said, okay, till forever. Uh, the, the, widow gets, um, the widow gets a pension from the church, which is fair. You know, the, the pastor started the church. You know, he didn't just take it over. he had started the church uh, and uh, grew it to a, a comfortable size over uh, a couple of decades. And, uh, and then he passed, and... And so the widow was there, and so she stood beside him as he, you know, had lean years early on, right? Didn't have everything that he needed and desired and wanted. Uh, and then built it to where it was successfully, uh, financially successful church as well as spiritually successful. And, um, uh, and after a year, the, the new pastor says, I don't want to pay that money anymore. So he got up one day and said, the Holy Ghost told me that uh, I'm not to pay this money anymore. Well, you know, the problem with that statement is the Bible says that, that uh, one aspect, one characteristic of a pilgrim of God from Psalm 15 is that he would swear to his own hurt and change not. Swear to his hurt and change not. Amen. And so uh, if he didn't like it, then that would be hurting him to continue doing that. So that sounds like a very biblical thing to continue doing that till forever. Right. Well, I don't like it. It doesn't matter. You signed. You said you would do it. You, you said you would pay this money. Till the last breath of this person on the earth. Uh, now, I guess if you go bump them off, you're off the hook, right? But you know, you got other problems to deal with on that. Uh, but they, but see, they stood up and said, the Holy Ghost said. Now, see, that that's a real problem, especially in our circles where we will drop the name of the Holy Ghost uh, to justify our carnal actions. Because if you if you lie, see, that's that's there's no way the Holy Ghost said that because he would have to violate the principles of the Word of God, right? And we're not going to go back to there, but. But one of the foundations, you know, if, if uh, you really want to appreciate that, you go back to, to Joshua chapter 9. And this is the greatest story that tells you how important your word is. Where Joshua chapter 9, where the Gibeonites, you know, when Joshua came into the promised land, the Lord gave him a list. Here's all the ites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, the Gibeonites. They're all on the bad list. And if they're on the list, take them out. You, gotta, you know, you kill everybody, burn everything, you know, and sometimes they could keep stuff, sometimes they couldn't. But most of the time, it's burn everything and kill the rest, right? Uh, and so the Gibeonites were on the list. And they started watching. Well, the Ammonites got killed, you know, the Jebusites got killed, and, well, we're on the list. So they went to, and lied to Joshua. You know, they got, threw dirt on their face and act like they'd been traveling for a long time. Oh, we heard about the God Jehovah. We want to come serve him and be your servants. Is that okay? And one of the saddest verses in the whole Bible in Joshua chapter 9 says, And Joshua did not consult the Lord. Because what they do, they use flattery, oh, you are men of valor, right? you, are, you are amazing people, soldiers uh, worshiping the most high God and, and, and you know, all the israelites yeah you 're right, say it again, right, say it one more time, right uh, and, and, you know don 't we like that sometimes oh you know i 'm just a humble servant of the Lord, say that one more time, you know Can I get that in writing, uh, and so they did not consult the lord and they said oh sure we 'll we'll, we'll establish a covenant with you, and then as soon as the ink was dry, they found out. Uh, and where'd you guys say you were from? Exactly. No, 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 no. You're from all the place over You're one of those ites. Yeah. And you're on the list. <laughs> yeah, we, we are on the list. Uh, and of course, the, it says the princes of, of Israel wanted to kill him. And the Lord said, You gave your word. That you cannot touch them. And now they're mad at them, right? They're mad at, you know, but it's too bad. They gave their word. Now, you, that was in Joshua, right? So you go through all the book of Joshua, through all the book of the Judges, right? Several generations. Many generate hundreds of years in the book of Judges. You get to the book of First uh, Samuel, and then uh, King Saul is there. Saul did something. We don't never ever hear what he did directly, but then David comes along, long after Saul is dead. So now you've got hundreds of years after this occurred, and there's a famine in the land. David goes to the Lord. What's, the, what's up with the famine? You know, what's going on? It was like three years. It's a little slow, right? I mean, you I mean, three weeks would have been long enough. You know, you should have gone to the Lord after three weeks, but after three years... He goes to the Lord, and the Lord says, Saul killed the, the, the descendants of the Gibeonites because he was mad at them. They're heathens. They shouldn't be part of our, of our nation. And the Lord said, you've got to go make it right. You gave your word. You gave your word. Joshua gave his word back then till forever that contract is there. Even if it's wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong for them to establish a covenant agreement with the Gibeonites, yet they gave their word. Uh, and so... Now, if, if it had been the other way where it was uh, going to um, hurt uh, Joshua to change something, well, then, you know, in that case, that's okay, right? Uh, and so, uh, but if it's going to hurt the other person, you know, you, you, you can't change it, right? And really, uh, you know, the wiggle room is if, you know, if you go to the other person and you make a, an agreement, hey, you know, this happened, can I change the agreement? And if both parties are okay with it, well, that's fine, right? It's not like you can't ever negotiate, uh, in, in some of those things, but you know, he that that pastor could have gone to the widow and said, Hey, is it okay if we quit paying you? If she, yeah, sure, that's fine. I, I'm you know, I'm a millionaire, I don't need you know, this pension. Well, then they'd have been fine, right? But no, they could have stood, said that the Holy Ghost said, uh, Don't do it. And so, that's how important your word is, amen. Uh, and oftentimes, what I find the issue with people's success in their life is more than anything, is the quality of their word is your word any good? When you say something, how good is that word? Uh, you know, now, I don't mean like 100% every single time, but I mean in general, when you tell me something, how good is that what you just told me? If you said I'm going to be there Tuesday, where, where should I put the money down? Put the money down you showing up or putting the money down are you not showing up? Some people I could put money down uh, you showing up. Man, I you know, uh, I'd be very wealthy because they're going to show up. If they say they're going to be there, they're going to show up. Other people I could do the exact same thing. The exact opposite. I'm going to be there Tuesday. I'll put money down. You won't show up. And I'll be just as rich. Because, I mean, it's almost like guaranteed you're not going to show up. uh, If you say that. And, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, it's not all of it, but part of the root issue in that is uh, there's an attribute, a characteristic of people's, uh, or their character, that they they despise being uh, other people depending on them. And so they just destroy where anybody... Every has to depend on them. And so they'll, they'll just intentionally just, just tell you stories all the time. Yeah, I'll do that, you know, whatever, I did that, or, you know, I'm going to do that, and, and they never do that, and then that way nobody ever depends on them, and they're kind of okay with that, and that's kind of how they prefer to be. Now, you know, you'd be better off just saying, you know, I don't know if I can make it or not. And then, you know, they, they, you haven't committed, and, that, and that's fine, right? Because, you know, you've got to be careful about, some people will, will always commit no matter what, and, you know, you've got to be careful about that because, uh, see, if you commit, you, you're really obligated to show up, right? Whatever it is, give or show up or do, do something, you know. Um, and, and so if you're not sure, then just say, you, I'm not sure. But see, some people don't want to disappoint other people by saying, I'm not sure. Well, I really need you to go there. You know, I know, but I'm not sure if I can make it. I'll have to check and see. Uh, and so you, you've got to, you see, if you'll guard your word uh, aggressively, you won't make frivolous commitments, amen? You won't, oh yeah, no problem, I'll do that, you know? Uh, And uh, and then just never do it. And then not ever think about it, you know? It don't matter, you know? It does matter because uh, the issue with people whose word is not of any value is their faith is of no value because your faith is carried on the power of your words, amen? When you speak something, when Jesus said, let there be light, well, his words can't be changed. His words will have an effect on eternity, and your words have that same capacity because it carries the faith of God. Right? Whoever shall say unto the mountain, "Be thou removed," and so when you speak faith, you're speaking words of faith. And and if your words over here aren't any good, your words are so weak it has no capacity to carry faith. Uh, and and a lot of times that's that's people's issue is their words no good, so their faith is no good, so they never can be successful. And and, and it's a kind of a catch-22, right? It's it's a a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, you know, I'm never going to be successful. Well, yeah, because your words are no good. You know, and if you could ever fix that, if you could fix that in people, see, there was a time when my words weren't any good. You know, that that, you know, I just say stuff and appease people, and knowing I don't think I can do it. You know, but but, um, and it's just kind of a natural uh, uh, reaction that we have. But once you understand how important faith is, then you begin to understand how important your word is. And you will never, you know, uh, I think it was was it Samuel that the, that the Lord said that his words, not a single one of his words fell to the ground. I think it was Samuel that the Lord said that about. That's pretty valuable, amen, that not a single thing you said uh, wasn't of value. Uh, and so that would be nice if we could get there, amen. Uh, and so if somebody is successful in that, if somebody is successful in, in having uh, faith operate in their life, I want to find out what, what it is, and I'm going to do that, uh, Amen. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do their faith right where they just. Well, I uh, I just got rid of all my medication. Well, you know I can't live off of their faith. You know, but but I'm going to find out. Well, well, how did you get to the point where you could get rid of your medication? Well, you know it's like what David said when he showed up with Goliath. What what did he say when he showed up uh, in front of Goliath? Uh, uh, He said, "Well, I've taken care of the lion. I've taken care of the bear. Well, you're no different." So I'm going to go back and say, well, well, how is he successful to get to the point where he said he could take, get rid of his medication? Well, he first took care of a headache by himself. He took care of a toe ache by himself. And then, then finally he was able to build up his faith to where he could get rid of his medication. Okay, well, I've got to start with a toe ache first. I can't start at the end of his faith. I can't just go find a Goliath. I can go find me a lion and a bear first. And then, if, then when I make it through a lion and I make it through a bear, then I, then I can go find me a Goliath. But, uh, you know, people want to jump uh, straight to Goliath by following David's faith but David's faith was not Goliath faith David's faith was bare faith lion faith and then it was Goliath faith so there's always a progression of faith and so we've got to be careful of trying to jump to the end well I don't have time for all that I you know I just want to go straight to the end well that's great you know uh, we'll see your head on a spike somewhere right when, the, when Goliath said he'll feed you to the dogs right and so uh, you're going to be Alpo here pretty soon amen so we don't want to be Alpo we want to We'll go find it. where nobody see the thing with the lion and the bear who, who ever saw David take care of the lion and the bear nobody there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that nobody ever sees just you and the Lord amen uh, and so if you're only looking for natural results where people can see and measure you don't want the lion and the bear because nobody will see that and you get no you get no recognition other than from the Lord uh, in those areas and so uh, I'd much rather uh, uh, chug along in private uh, and, and learning how to be successful so that when success ever comes, it's not an issue, amen? A lot of people, they become successful and it ruins them because they never prepared their character to do that. You know, one of the things that uh, has always impressed me with, with Brother Hagin, he was talking about um, just, he was talking about something else entirely, but he was talking about how he was shipping out some of his books and materials. This was in the 60s, late 60s, before he had started the college there, and uh, he said, "Yeah, we are just working in our in our living room because we didn't have an office or secretary or anything. And I started doing the math that he had been in the ministry for thirty years with no secretary, no office, no no staff, you know nobody to help him uh, put together his books and tapes. He did all it on his own, uh, and um, you know later on he, he had all that right well. Are we willing to put in 30 years? Are we willing to put in that time, you know, privately when nobody sees us, right? Um, are we willing to do that uh, for that m- amount of time? You know, what's the number? There's no number, right? It could be five years. It could be 30 years. It could be 100 years, right? Uh, what about uh, uh, Noah, right? How long was Noah, uh, the Bible called him, a preacher of righteousness? How long did it take him to build the ark? 100 years, Right. Uh, he was a preacher of righteousness. So what do you think he was saying for those hundred years? He was building the ark? Rain. Gonna rain, <laughs> gonna rain. Lord's coming, gonna rain. How many converts did, did Noah have? Zero. He literally had zero converts. You think about that. Hundred years, preacher of righteousness, no converts. And he, did he ever quit? He said, I'm a stupid boat. I'm not building a boat anymore. I'm going to go back to you know whatever. I, what, what, I mean, what, what do you do? Uh, it never rained before, right? So, uh, you know, he probably wasn't in the umbrella business, right, before the, the boat business, uh, but 100 years, amen? Yet he was, the, he was a preacher of righteousness and saved humanity, amen, uh, because of his faithfulness to build that ark. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm going to find, well, what, what allowed Noah to be that faithful? Now, Noah wasn't perfect, right? He made a lot of silly mistakes after, after, the, uh, uh, after the flood but, you know, you, you, you can't be too hard on. To you, you think about the, uh, the weight on your mind knowing that you just went through uh, 40 days and 40 nights of the, of the storm. And, of course, he was on the water for a year, right? Remember, it took him a whole... It wasn't just 40 days and nights of the, of the rain. After the rain, it was, he was on the water for a year. And he lands nobody. All of his friends are gone. All of his extended family is gone. His immediate family was there, but uncles and aunts and cousins all gone you know his brothers and sisters all gone that'd be a lot of weight on somebody right and he didn't have the spirit of God in him like you and I do to encourage us so he did fail some after the after the flood but you know uh, what would you have done after the flood you would look around and everybody you ever knew is gone except for your kids right everybody else is gone uh, and so uh, so we can't be too hard on him, but what, what allowed him to be that successful, to stay the course for 100 years? Well, that's what I, I want to figure that out, and that, that's what I want to do, amen. He was a preacher of righteousness, so that was part of it, amen. So uh, it's, it's okay to have the same rule and the same mind, right? It's okay to do that. If it's, if it's scriptural uh, basis, it's okay to do that, amen. And you should really find people that are successful at something, right? Whatever, if you've got a character flaw in whatever area of your life, you should find somebody who's successful in that, amen. You know, it's not important to find somebody who was a failure in that as well. Uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, like AA type of meetings, they, they tell you uh, to go find a sponsor that has walked in your shoes, right? So if you're a drug addict with heroin, go find an ex heroin addict and, you know, and, and get close to them. You know, my my personal opinion is, uh, that's got nothing to do with nothing. Amen. I don't have to find somebody who's failed like me to be assistance to me. I want to find somebody who's been successful that I want to follow amen failing and then succeeding is fine but just succeeding without failing is just as fine amen oh yeah I could have done that Uh, you know uh, I'm the youngest of 11 and I saw a lot of failures in my family and I avoided a lot of them because I watched the failures in them and so I didn't make the same failures as, as, as they did never been arrested never been never done drugs never smoked never never been drunk uh, never uh, been divorced, and you know, I saw never tried to commit suicide. I saw all of those things in my family, and, and I've not done any of those things, uh, and so it's okay. Amen. I can still help people. Uh, well, you and, and people, uh, I've had people, ministers, even uh, imply that that I can't help people because I've never sinned like they've sinned. Well, you know, you mean you've never done that? <laughs> Well good are you, you know? I'm on my way to heaven, and, I'm not, and I've stayed the course. Uh, it seemed like that would be of help to people, amen? Uh, and so, you know, the world and even much of the carnal church tells you you've got to go find people who have failed like you're failing first, uh, and then see how to do it. Uh, and that goes along the same way that if people go through trauma and tragedy, they think that God's called them to ministry to minister to people that have gone through traumas and tragedies like that. And and the problem with that mentality is that means that Jesus himself was completely unqualified to minister to anybody. How much did he fail? Never failed. How many many times was he a drug addict? Or how many times was he a a heroin dealer or, you know, a bank robber? Then he could help no drug dealers, no drug users, no bank robbers, no divorcees, no no people that have been through uh, trauma or abuse. You know, he, he was unqualified to help anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's the conclusion you'd have to come to, right? If you, can't, uh, if you can only follow people that have failed and then succeeded, then Jesus is, is unqualified to be your example. Uh, and so, you know, mentality like that to me is unbiblical. When I, I, I hear the philosophy, and I think, well, that doesn't line up with the word. Because Jesus didn't fail. I could follow him. Paul was pretty successful. And, and uh, even some ministers say Paul was a failure and that uh, he'd gotten uh, he backslid, in fact. Some of them said, uh, I don't see that you know i don't see that at all but um uh, so anyway uh if it's if somebody's successful i'm gonna i want to follow that successful from the word amen not successful uh, you know people's natural success means nothing to me because what they had to sacrifice to get that natural success oftentimes is things that i can't do things i won't do so i'm not going to follow that success uh, but if they tell me that you know that they prayed and, and the lord instructed them uh, how to give and how to invest their money then then i can follow that you know um, and so uh, so uh, he gets down to, uh, down to verse 17. He says, brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. Uh, and so again, this, he's continuing the same, same idea here about there's nothing wrong with following other Christians. Uh, but, you know, it's not a blind, just uh, blind following. You know, you, you find this a lot of times, uh, uh, in churches and in ministries, uh, where the, the the head minister, whether it's a pastor or a minister, oftentimes is involved in hero worship, right? Where people worship this person as a hero, uh, and and it's really uh, I've seen it um, I've seen it many times. You know, when I was with my pastor, I saw people in the church worship my pastor, and they would say things like, "Well, uh, if he says something, he said it for a reason." Well, that's generally true but it may not be a biblical reason right uh, you know now my pastor was a wonderful man and he, he you know there's many many things about his life that uh, I've endeavored to emulate and follow and, and, and add to my life but there was a handful of times I was with him for 20 years but there was a handful of times you know not more than a handful but a handful of times when he told me to do something I can't do that you know my heart the spirit of God in me won't let me do that and so I'm not going to do that. Uh, well, you know, you, if the pastor says you should do it, no. We live in the New Testament. I have the Spirit of God in me. You have the Spirit of God in you. You are not required to follow anything I say that violates either the Word of God directly or your heart specifically. Amen? If your heart just won't let you do that for whatever reason, then you don't do it, uh, regardless of what, what I say. Uh, because we live in the New Testament. See, Old Testament, you could say, well, the king told me to do it. I just had to do it. And you're off the hook because if the king tells you to do it, you've got to do it in the Old Testament. New Testament, the pastor says you do it, and you don't do it. And you say, well, you know, it, it didn't line up with the word, or my spirit wouldn't let me do it. And then the Lord said, like, that's fine. That's fine. Because you remember what the Lord told, told the wives there in, in Ephesians chapter 5? It says, wives, submit to your husbands as what? Unto the Lord, right? So the, for many years, the, the doctrine in the church was no matter what the husband says, you had to submit. Of course, that, the, whole, the whole word submit uh, it is, uh, the church has said that means being a servant and a slave, but the word submit really means to listen to and to heed. Uh, and so you can listen to it, and if it's not biblical, if it's not as unto the Lord, you know, I ain't doing that. Yeah, and you'd be perfectly justified, you know, to not do that. Amen? Uh, and so uh, that whole concept, uh, it was lost on the church because they just thought it said, Wives well, submit unto your husbands, period. But it doesn't say that. It says, wives well, submit unto your husbands as unto the Lord. And, and that would go with any, anything. You only submit to people as unto the Lord. Amen. Um, in fact, the, the Hebrews talks about obeying those, those that are over you in the Lord. So if uh, what they're saying is in the Lord, then that's fine. But if what they're saying is not in the Lord, hey, go rob that bank for me, then you're not required to do that at all. Amen. Uh, and that should be, that would allow a church body to be very healthy, very spiritually stable, amen, because cults are, are, are always start correctly, right? They always start with a, a good person who, who uh, started out correctly based on the Word of God, at least to some extent, and then shifted into a, a cult, right? Uh, and because they train the people that you must obey regardless, uh, and I am not interested in having a cult, amen? I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, I don't want, uh, I, I have no interest in that at all. Some people's personalities, they, they love having a following. I am not interested in having a following that you follow or they follow me. Uh, I'm interested in how oh, the word of God said, we, you know, we follow the word. Uh, if you said that, that's great, you know? Uh, and so, so Paul said, be followers together of me, but uh, he was a good example, wasn't he? Amen. And I got no problem with, you know, I say all the time, you know, I could help anybody because I know the word, right? And, and, if, if, and if, you'll, if you'll do what I say with the caveat that it's in the word, then you'll be successful. Well, that's not, there's no problem with that. You know, I've, had, I've told people over the years, I said, uh, you know, people that struggle in certain areas, I said, uh, you know, I'm at church. Uh, sometimes I'm here more, sometimes I'm here less. But I said, if I'm at the church, just come by, you know, be my friend. Let's go out to lunch together. You know, you need to hang around me. I tell them, you need to hang around me. Because the people that are hanging around are liars and thieves and cheats, uh, and people of no character, and, and they're just like that. And so hang, come hang around. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. Just come and hang around me for a while. Just, you know, learn what it's like to not have to lie every day. Learn what it's like not to have to cheat every day. Uh, you know, my pastor, he cheated all through school. That's how he made it through school. He cheated. That was his life, you know. Uh, And and so he and I were as different as we possibly could be, be, right? Uh, I didn't cheat through school. Uh, And so uh, just come and hang around me. And I'm not saying that I'm anybody. I'm just saying that uh, you need to have an example of somebody who's living this way that uh, is so foreign to your thinking that you need to see somebody who's doing that. Amen? Who's good to their wife and good to their kids and not mad every day and not flying off the handle every day and not you know, kicking the dog and shooting the cat and just, you know, no drama in their life. Just come hang around me for a while uh, and, and watch and listen and, and ask questions, right? Now, I'd ask my pastor a lot of questions about different things. Uh, and so, uh, and, and, you know, of course, I'll be the first to say that I'm not perfect and Paul said that he's not attained either. Paul never said he was perfect. He said that we've not attained, but we're striving, amen, we're striving to get there. Uh, and so uh, he said, Uh, Be followers together, me uh, and mark them which so, uh, mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Uh, So an example of what? An example of following the Lord, right? Uh, Here's the example. Here's how it's okay to to uh, uh, not have to look like the world. You know, one pastor said, I thought it was a good statement. He said, Pastors, whatever you do in moderation, your people will do in excess. Uh, You know, so so uh, of course, you know the balance of that is sometimes pastors won't ever say anything because they're afraid people will take that and go become excessive with that, right? So like I ate a donut, and then people go, oh, if he ate a donut, I'm going to eat all the donuts. You know, that's not on me, that's on you. Well, pastor ate a donut, so I'm going to eat them all. Well, that's still on you, amen? I said I ate one donut, uh, and and, um, and it's rare that I eat one donut, but, you know, I'm getting less and less You know, when I eat donuts, but Oh, so he you eat all the donuts. I'm gonna eat all the donuts. Well, I, that's not following the Lord, Amen. Uh, and so, uh, you know, so sometimes, uh, especially when we get to topics like grace and forgiveness, a lot of times ministers won't teach the people how to live by grace and forgiveness because they think that it gives the people a license to sin. And so they'll instead of teaching about grace and mercy and forgiveness, they'll teach on judgment and damnation and condemnation. Uh, to get the people in fear to keep them in line and and to me that's that's that that shows little regard for you that you know if you really want to serve the lord if your desire is to serve the lord then i should be able to teach the whole word of god exactly the way it's written and not be afraid that well they're going to take it to excess well you've got the holy ghost in you amen is your goal to be in excess is your goal to violate the principles of the word of god I'm going to assume that it's not. Unless you tell me otherwise, I'm going to assume that you're trying to follow the Lord as best you can each and every day and I will teach the word of God to, to that level, amen? Uh, and, uh, and not be concerned that, well, you know, if I, if I say, you know, will the Lord forgive you for sin? Oh, well, then I'm going to go sit as much as I want to. Is that your goal? Anybody's goal to sin as much as they want to? Man, I, I'm up to 80 a day. I, I'm, I'm shooting for 90. I should be at 90 tomorrow. Has anybody got that goal? Nobody's got that goal, right? Uh, if, you, if you have that goal, you might want to question your salvation, whether you ever accepted Jesus as your Lord, amen? Uh, and so so, um, uh, so we, we don't have to, you know, if we're following an example, that's fine, but, but we're not required to, to do every single thing that somebody says, amen? Uh, uh, and, and if you'll keep that balance, uh, you know, that, that can be a hard balance to, to arrive at. I, I don't think it's hard, but, you know, I, I was in some of that with my pastor, for years and it took me a while that you know he's not my lord he's not god the bible it has no errors in it the spirit of god will never lead me astray but people aren't perfect you know uh, my pastor was not perfect you know brother hagan was not perfect you know I mean, the vast majority of the doctrine i read of brother hagan you know i agree with but every now and then he'd say things that were just kind of his his opinion like you know for example he said one time he said I never, uh, really, uh, I don't see any reason why anybody would ever have to wear shorts. Okay. Uh, well, is there any book, chapter, and verse for that? No, but that's, so that's his opinion, right? And, and to me, his opinion carries weight because of his other uh, lifestyle. But for me, i wear shorts, you know. Oh, he's a pastor, so I'm going to go wear skimpy shorts. What? You know, I didn't say you could wear skimpy shorts, you know. And, and they're gross anyway, right? Men to wear shorts that are too short. It's like, it's really gross, right? Like remember the old tennis shorts from the 80s, right? Anybody have a white pair of tennis shorts? You know from the 80s? I had a pair. You're required by a lot of these have one pair, right? Uh, I don't have many more, obviously, but but uh, you know, back in the 80s, you know, I had some of those, uh, and um, I remember I had not been saved long. I was working at Dairy Queen, and and uh, we had a lady there. We called her Aunt B, like from like uh, Andy Griffith. She kind of shaped like her, kind of short and round, you know, like Aunt B, uh, and, and kind of feisty like Aunt, like Aunt B was, and so I came in. Uh, Came in to work on an off day to pick up my check, and I was just wearing my shorts, my my white tennis shorts, right, that were incredibly too short. But uh, you know, back in the day, they were fine, right? And so, uh, so the, the, the people start with, oh, make sure Amy doesn't see you. You know, she doesn't. She, it's wrong to wear shorts. And see, I was a fairly new Christian. I'm thinking, what does that even mean, right? I mean, you know, it was really foreign to me because you know I had been reading the Bible, and I, and I hadn't read the whole thing by that time. But I, I had not found any. Verse that said, Thou shalt not wear shorts. I mean, you know, is it, you know, anybody, anybody know anybody? I mean, there may be some in there, but, I, you know, I know the Bible talked about moderation, but in, in my mind and in, in that day, it was moderate to, to wear shorts like that, you know. Now it's like, wow, you know, that's a lot of, you know, white skin there. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, so I said, make sure make sure he doesn't see you wearing shorts. I'm like, well, you know, whatever, you know. So sure enough, she saw me and she came, and she, cause she, she confronted me. Hey, you're not supposed to wear shorts. And I just thought, you know, now I wasn't disrespectful, but, you know, I said, now, I said, now, Aunt B, I said, what's the difference between wearing short pants and short sleeve shirts? Because is there a difference? I mean, you know, are, are my legs any sexier than my arms? I don't know, you know. I mean, is that a thing? Uh, you know, I didn't really want to go into, you know, uh, how, how sexy my legs were compared to my arms or anything, but, but it didn't make any sense to me just, you know, walking around sense, like, what's the difference? Uh, Right. And and so and I know there is a difference. Right. Because, you know, uh, in certain scenarios, you know, you can wear short sleeve shirts and and it would not be generally appropriate to wear shorts, you know. But, uh, you know, it was a hot summer day. uh, And so. uh, So, you know, I didn't I didn't follow her in that because I didn't see to me it was it was just a well on the safe side. We're just not going to wear shorts. Right. Just be safe. Yeah, you know, I don't mind being safe. I don't, I'm not trying to find the edge of sin, but it's just, you know, if it's hot, I'm going to wear shorts. Uh, and, and, uh, and even today, you know, I still wear shorts. And, and um, uh, I don't know if my legs are any sexier now than they were when I was a teenager, but, you know, that's not my, that, you know, when I put shorts on, my thoughts are, yeah, I'm really working it today. You know, that's, <laughs> that is not my thought, right? I, I don't have those thoughts at all, right? Uh, and so I wonder who's going to see me today, right? And get all googly-eyed about that. Uh, and so mostly people would just have to you know it'd be like because I'm um, you know I'm very fairly f- uh, fair-skinned right most like what's that bright light over there yeah. it's either the glory of God or Chip's got his shorts on again you know <laughs> uh, and and uh, it's a close close tie there right and so um, so uh, you know those things uh, you know Brother Hagin has a, had his opinion in that and and I have no problem with that I'm like, well, he's wrong well he was right for him right and his, and his environment, especially back then in Pentecostal circles. I mean, back then, I mean, if you wore jewelry, it was frowned upon. If you wore makeup, it was frowned upon. Amen. And if you wore shorts, it's straight to hell, I'm sure, you know. And so, you know, uh, part of it just to keep the, you know, he, he saw no value in wearing shorts to stir things up, right? I don't wear shorts to, shorts to stir things up because in our circles, it, nobody even thinks about it anymore, right? It's not even a thing. And it's not carnal, right? It's not, they're not indecent, you know. Uh, I think if I uh, pulled out my 1980 white tennis shorts, you know, they would probably be indecent, right? Uh, especially squeezing into them, right? Uh, that would be, it would not be a pretty sight, right? And so, uh, so, uh, so we follow people as they follow the Lord, right? If they're following the Lord and, and they're successful in that, then that's what we should we, we should, we should add that to our life, amen? And I do that all the time. I'm always, you know, all of you all, I'm always looking at, what have you got in your life that I can add to my life? You know, any Christian, I'm always looking at what have you got in your life that I can add to my life, and I'm I do that all the time, right? It, how 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 you how kind you are, or uh, how, you know, some people that no matter what they always have a kind word for somebody. You know, someday I'm going to be that way. You know, someday it's like wow, because you know, just for me, I'm just so opinionated about everything, and, and I really have to work at just just not giving everybody my opinion about everything, right? It's just. It's a work in progress. It's not, I'm not perfect by any means. You know, certain areas, now like I, I won't condemn like ministers, you know, and, and you know, uh, there was, a, in fact, what this, what this uh, SUV was coming through town uh, just today and they had the front, front of the thing jacked up like this, right, and drive, have you seen that truck? It's just driving around, like, you know, and, and um, you know, it's like, now, my opinion is, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen, right? But at the same time, it's like, I don't care. You know, I'm saying, I mean, you know, my thoughts are, well, I don't want that. You know, I wouldn't want that for nothing, right? It looks dumb. But there's no there's no ill will in my heart against it, right? And so if I can stay there, I'm good, right? Because, you know, because some people look at that. I can't believe they spent all that money on that. You know, look at that. You know, what's wrong with that? Well, it's not, you know, is their money, right? Uh, there's no sin in that, right? Well, it's look at all that money they're spending in sin. Is God short of money? I mean, I don't know if they're a Christian or not anyway. And that, do I want that? I don't want that. I mean, it would be, you know, it'd be so, you got to climb up the thing, right? You have to have a stepladder to get up the thing. And, and so, So you know, there's a lot of things like that. I have learned that, you know, uh, I may look at that and go, well, I wouldn't want that, you know. Or you make fun of it. Well, that's you know, kind of dumb looking, but I have no ill will about it. Amen. And that's the balance that we got to find. What, do you have ill will against somebody because they do that? You know, uh, and so, and so like, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, then we all, we all got a place to grow up then, don't we? Amen. And so... Uh, So I'm not going to follow that, amen, but I'm not going to, uh, i just leave it alone. Just, you know, uh, and see, for certain things, it's really easy for me to do that. People, uh, people gripe about ministers, got jet airplanes. You know, that's always a good, that's always a good, you can find out where people are at, you know, hey, did you see so-and-so, they got a new G5 jet airplane, right? Like, I don't know, it's a multi-million dollar airplane, I don't know how much it is, right? Oh, yeah, they're in sin. That's always a good test to see where they're at in faith, right? Because for me, it's like, I don't care. Well, don't you think it's wrong? I, I have no opinion, right? It's just, I got no opinion. Because uh, if, what if the Lord told them to do that? Amen? Well, he, the Lord wouldn't tell them to do that. Really? The Lord wouldn't tell them to do that? Well, how do you know? Were you there? Did you hear everything that the Lord tells them? So I don't know. I just leave it alone. Well, they shouldn't spend that much money. Oh, now the Lord's short on money, right? So, uh, and of course, what do I always say about, about people who complain about money? Who do they sound like? Judas, right? Who's the only person who ever complained about money? judas right so that's always a that's always a great one right there right so these you know i can't believe you guys spend all that money renovating your church huh? did you say your name was judas is that right did you know uh and so uh and that's and is it true that judas was the only one who ever complained about money in the gospels yeah and so sounds like judas to me right uh and so and of course he was a thief that's why he complained about it because it was less money for him to steal right and so that's you know he was he was a thief uh, and, you know, people who complain about money like that, I can guarantee you, I mean, I'd put money on it. You go check the giving rolls for that person, it'd be like zeros all the way across, you know. Or, hey, I sp- I gave like a dollar, like a dollar, you know. Now, giving dollars, fine, right? But uh, you're not allowed to complain about money if you're giving a dollar and you're making $100,000 a year, amen? Uh, and so, none of my business, you know, I don't check up on folks like that, you know. Uh, well, I have once or twice, you know, to be honest, but... Uh, uh, I have a right to do that, but i generally, I generally leave it alone amen uh, but when people do complain, I do go check up on some things like that <laughs> so if you start complaining i 'm going to check your roll and see where you 're at and so <laughs> just fair, did Jesus stand at the at the temple and watch them throwing money into the into the temple he did didn 't he right because he was watching the Pharisees how much they gave the the, the widow widow woman how much he gave so it 's perfectly perfectly biblical for me to watch how much people give into the church amen uh, i I generally leave it alone because I don't want to be thinking if I'm talking about money, oh, yeah, it's that, yeah last week they gave 50 cents, right? I, I, I don't want to have to deal with those thoughts while I'm ministering. So if I would need to say something about money, I could say it with a pure heart not trying to manipulate people, amen? Uh, and so, so uh, but he did say, mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. So not only said, be followers of me, but the word mark there means to examine, to observe, he to, to, says to contemplate, to fix one's eyes upon and direct one's attention to. So he said, mark them. He said, pay attention to them, right? So so you need to be watching people that are successful, right? Not judging people that are not successful, but watching people that are successful and saying, I'm gonna gonna examine them, right? I'm going to, uh, uh, he said, "to, to observe, examine them, fix one's eyes upon. So that's who you should be looking at is the successful people. If you're only looking at the people who are unsuccessful, and their failures and faults then you're just a judgmental christian self-righteous christian but if you're looking for people that are successful and and look you can find some level of success in nearly everybody right i mean there's some people it's like okay they got nothing right but but most people in the church you can find something right how, how kind they are how much they smile just how good natured they are how they they never seem to be uh, aggravated or, or upside, upset about things just you know there's just a lot of things that people are just good at amen that they've developed. Part of it is a personality, uh, but part of it is what they have, have decided was important for them to pursue, and they, they pursued that characteristic of, of the Lord with success. And so add that to your life. Mark them, right? Observe them. Pay attention to them. And add that to your life. Uh, and, and so uh, once you find someone you know, like that, you know, follow them. Amen? Uh, I've just, it's always bothered me that people go for years and years without success, and, you know how is that possible you know uh, when when i got saved uh, more than anything i would find people uh, that were successful and lord, lord i want to be like that it, it wasn't about their things they had uh, you know when when dr Dufresne was was on the earth he had a lot of stuff right i mean he he liked stuff he had like a 12 car garage and he was fixing all these old cars you know and he he wanted a a, a uh, he wanted a ranch more than anything. He got a ranch in Colorado. He has a jet airplane. I could care less about any of that stuff. But he loved the Lord, and he was, he was so, uh, uh, has walked in so much authority. Uh, that's what I wanted. I didn't want his stuff, because if I had his stuff, then I'd have to take care of his stuff. And I, I got all the stuff I want to take care of, and, and more stuff than that, you know. And look, if you like stuff, it's fine. I don't care. It, there's no spirit, well, you got too much stuff. Yeah, I would never say that, I, you know. I mean, some people got way more stuff than I have, and I, but I don't want their stuff, amen? Uh, it, but they like their stuff. So if you like your stuff, I, I could care less, right? It's, not, it's got no measure of spirituality how much stuff you have or don't have, amen? Because I'm thinking, I don't want a ranch. If I have a ranch, I've got to mow a ranch. I don't want to mow a ranch. I, I just want to, you know, I want to do the things I do and be glad with the things I do, right? People, oh, you don't hunt? No, I don't, I don't hunt. You don't fish? You know, I used to fish, you know. Uh, you, you, you don't, you know... You don't do this or do that. You know, I just, I just don't have time to do all that stuff. i got things I want to do that are important to me. And most people are like, oh. you know, like, I mean, uh, I just spent how many months just editing, like, uh, all of Brother Hagen's books into one file for me. You know, I mean, months spent, I've spent hundreds of hours on this project, hundreds of hours, you know. But now I've got them all in one, one file. I can search them all, 17,000 scripture references. I can go in there to find out what he said about any verse that he ever talked about Ever in the click of a button. Anybody want to do that same project? And going to sign up for that? Nobody wants to sign up for that, right? Because I mean, you know, you gotta know about all the I'm not even gonna mention the technology you gotta do to, you know, I wrote programs, I wrote computer programs and all this stuff to, to do all this stuff and people was like, Wow oh, that sounds really dumb and really boring and well that's fine. But that's me, right? Uh, and, and and you know, I used to feel bad because I would do stuff like that. Not really, but but uh, people would make me feel bad or try to make me feel bad. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah because you need me, and I need you, amen, and, and so, nobody wants to sign up for that, but uh, my wife said, hey, can I get a copy of that, you didn't do nothing to it, you know, you did nothing, you're just using it, like, like, it's just free, oh, yeah. and, and, oh, yeah, this is, this is great, click, 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 does not do that, oh, yeah, that's awesome, you know, and what'd you do to deserve that, you didn't do nothing, uh, and so, uh, but see, uh, but we need each other, amen, and look, most people would not want to do the things that I do, but that's fine, amen, uh, and, and if you're a great white hunter, you know, I used to give a friend of mine, he was a great, I called him the great white hunter because he liked murdering mammals, you know, go out and shoot something, you know, and gut it and all this stuff. And that's great. I just got no desire for that. And, and that doesn't make me right him wrong at all. Uh, he's perfectly fine doing that. Amen. Well, you know, you got to, uh, uh, people, you, you've got to learn to live off the land. No, I don't. I've got to learn to live off the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Uh, and if, it, if push comes to sub, I'll figure out how to get the, from you because we'll, we can exchange things, right? Uh, and, and so, uh, it, you know, people get these philosophies about things. Well, you've got to do that. No, you don't. Is there any Bible verse that says you've got to go hunt and murder something? There's no Bible verse for that. There's no Bible verse against it either. So it's, if there's none for it, none against it, then I just leave it alone. If you like doing that, praise God. I'm glad you do, you know. People love working on old cars. You know, that's great. I've got no time for that. You know, I would love to. you got to think, oh, I would love to have a certain old car, you know, but then think, you got to fix it, you know? And then, like, can I just go buy an old car brand new? Is that, is that a thing? Can you do that? <laughs> um, and so, uh, and you got to paint the thing, right? Uh, I, I, I insulted a friend of mine one time because he had an old rat rod. You know, I don't know about all that stuff. Uh, and and uh, he showed me this. He's so proud of this rat rod. You know, it's just lowered and all this stuff. And, you know, it's going rust all over the thing. I said, uh, I said what color are you going to paint it? <laughs> you paint a, rust, a rat rod? I don't know. You know, is that a thing? Is, I mean, that's a, I guess that's a thing, right? You've got a rat rod. You're not supposed to paint it. You know, you'd be laughed at by all your buddies on the rat rod uh, show there, you know. Or you painted it? I mean, like, it's got rust on it. You should paint it. I mean, that's just my, my thinking, right? Uh, but is there anything wrong with that? Uh, you know, I don't care. It's like, okay, don't paint it. Don't, nothing to me, right? But, you know, I kind of offended him, but wasn't trying to. Because I'm thinking, it looks like it's got rust on it. It's like, you should paint it. But, uh, and so... See, stuff like that, I, I just, I got no interest in following that, not because it's, it's not good or, not, or bad, it's just, uh, if, but if you're a person of great character, man, I'll follow that. If you're a person who says something and it, and it always comes to pass, I'm going to follow that. If, if uh, you pray and get results, I'm going to follow that. Amen. If I come and say, hey, you know, I heard your, your cousin's a terrible person. Yeah, but he's got a great smile. I'm going to figure out how to follow that. Because I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's terrible. You know, he's sorriest thing you've ever seen in your life. You know, uh, uh, some, sometimes I, 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 you know, I, I'm still working on that area of my life. Amen. But still the word uh, to, to, uh, to get better at that. Amen. Yeah. And I know people that are that way. They would never say an unkind word about anybody. Anybody. Amen. Brother Hagen was, was really that way. He would never say an unkind word about really anything. Now He would talk about some examples, you know, just from an example standpoint. Uh, but if I can say something, because sometimes it's helpful to, to, to mention, you know, a failing of somebody or something. We, we do that from the pulpit sometimes. But I have to make sure I say it without ill will. Amen. Now, if somebody's harming somebody, you know, there is some righteous anger that, that can rise up. I don't like people harming the innocent. Amen. Uh, and so, but I'm going to mark them. I'm going to find them. I'm going to mark them. I'm going to observe them. I'm going to find out what, what makes them successful. And to be honest, the two things I found that that, uh, as far as ministers go, the two attributes that I found that that make ministers successful the way that I want to be successful is, one, they love the Word of God, and two, they have an amazing prayer life. And those two attributes are are, are areas of my life that I'm always endeavoring to improve upon, you know, to love the Word of God and to have an amazing prayer life. And that's what has allowed them to be successful, amen? A lot of ministers, the Word of God in them, you know, they kind of, You know, it's like, well, you know, they'll say one Bible verse and then teach 50 minutes on Andy Griffin. Uh, You know, we went to a denominational church for a while when I was in high school. And um, I mean, it was an hour service, but it was like 15 minutes for the kids and 15 minutes for this and 15 minutes for that. And and at the end, of it was like three minutes of, of a message. And maybe you'd get a Bible verse, but oftentimes it was just a story, right? Uh, some, some pseudo-Christian-sounding story, but just, uh, so no, much, not much doctrine at all. And you just dry up and, and just just dry. You, you, you spiritually dry up. There's no life in it, amen? And people have been going to that church for decades. There's no life in it because it's not about the word. It's not about the, the doctrine. It's just about, you know, the fellowship, right? And fellowship is fine. You know, it's valuable, but it's not it's not how you grow. You don't grow by fellowship. You grow by the word of God, Amen. Uh, and so let's mark them. Let's find them. Let's mark them, right? People that are successful. And, and, and it's okay. It's okay that, uh, well, I don't like how they talk. You know, whatever. I, I don't care. Are they successful? Yeah. Then, then, then I will learn to love how they talk. If they're successful, I don't care if they got a Tennessee draw, a, a, a Texas draw. I don't care. Uh, are they successful? Then I'm going to mark them. I'm going to observe them. I'm going to examine them and I'm going to follow them. Amen. Uh, and, and like for my pastor, a lot of things I could follow with him, some things I couldn't follow with him. And I'll keep the things that I, that I could follow with him, and I will discard the things that, that I could not follow. Amen? Uh, and, and, we, and I'll move on. Amen? And not to disparage my pastor at all, uh, but uh, he, was a, he was a conflicted man, right? He had, he had a lot of wonderful traits, but there were some things that he just, he uh, after all the years he was with the Lord, he couldn't figure out how to deal with. Uh, and instead of overcoming them, he really, at the end of his life, he he allowed those things to consume his life and I think it's part of it why he ended ended his time on the earth earlier than he should have. Uh, that's another whole discussion in fact Paul does talk about this in the next few verses uh, as we'll see that so is it okay to, to follow people? It's perfectly fine to follow people because Paul told us to do that it, we get into error when we worship them. Amen. Nobody is worthy to be worshipped. I'm not worthy to be worshipped no human being is ever worthy to be worshipped and you should never say things like uh, everything they say is amazing, right? Uh, and if they say it, it's got to be for a reason. And I get all my teaching from that one person. Uh, you should never say things like that, amen? Uh, because it's, it's dangerous. It will set you up for a fall, amen? He said, he said mark them, observe them, uh, fix one's eyes upon, direct one's attention to, but he never said to worship them. Uh, and, uh, and I have seen a lot of worshiping in the ministry, right, where people worship other ministers, and they fawn over them, And to me, it was so distasteful. You know, when I was with, uh, uh, when uh, Dr. Dufresne was here on this earth, um, we were talking about that earlier, I did see a lot of ministers worship him. They're like, oh. He would walk in the room and and you could hear the, everybody just just in awe of him as a person, his personality. And I, I just thought it was distasteful. You know, I got no problem honoring people. I got no problem calling them Dr. Dufresne, right? I don't call anybody doctor, you know, he, he's, he's Ed. <laughs> when I see him in heaven, he's still going to be doctor. You know, when I see my pastor, he's going to be Pastor Vaughn. He's not going to be Kenny, right? Uh, it's, it's, you know, I got no problem honoring people, amen? And that's the balance So you can find. If you can honor people without worshiping them, that's, the, that's a correct balance, amen? Uh, oftentimes, people will go the other direction. Instead of worshiping them, they will dishonor them. By just going, you know, just just calling them at three o'clock in the morning and asking about Adam's belly button or just whatever, you know, just, just foolish things to dishonor them, uh, and not and and not care about the position, amen, that they hold, and so. But we can do that, amen. Uh, find the balance in that. Find the balance of marking people, following them, adding to your life the things that they've been, uh, been successful at, uh, and grow, amen. Because the perp- the goal is to grow, and, and, and if somebody's successful in, in kindness find out how you know how and why they're so kind amen Uh, and and follow that amen Uh, and and be okay with that so let's pray and thank the Lord for his word so father we thank you uh, for your word father we thank you that uh, it's an honor to follow your word and father it's an honor to follow those who have successfully found uh, your path in their life father to add uh, to their character the things that you provided for us in your word And so, Father, we'll do that with success. We'll do that, Father, with honor. We'll do that, Father, without worship. And so, Lord, we thank you that you've provided each each of us with gifts and talents that we can add to each other's lives. And so, Father, we do need each other. We do need to observe each other's lives and find out the things that are successful. And, Lord, uh, as we do that, uh, we will all grow and to become more like you each and every day. And we thank you for these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, let's get ready to receive uh, this evening's offering. You know, that I have met uh, Christians uh, oftentimes who, you know, they say, I follow no man, right? I follow no man. And yet uh, the Bible does say to obey those that are over you in the Lord. You know, more than likely, you will always have somebody over you in the Lord, mm-hmm. probably for all eternity. Amen. Uh, uh, and so uh, people that say they follow no man, uh, usually are somebody who who uh, is very unsuccessful in their life uh and and so uh i mean that's been my observation because it's just unbiblical because paul said do this right mm-hmm. uh and and they will uh, i've been excoriated because i follow brother hagan well the bible literally says mark those that are following our example so brother hagan is somebody that i've marked is there anything wrong with that well i, don't, I mean I'm, i've got bible for my my uh, actions mm-hmm. uh to the judge me, to say I'm doing wrong, you don't have a Bible for judging me. Uh, and so, uh, praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. We'll come ahead, Mr. Jair, to receive the offering. And, um, you know, uh, when Dr. Franey was first, uh, uh, when he was first getting into ministry, the Lord spoke to him specifically to follow three men. He told him to follow Brother Copeland, Brother Hagen, and Lester Sumrall. He said, you go follow these three men. He said, and he told them what things that each of those men were going to add to his life. And he did that. He, he was close friends with all three of them. Uh, and that's pretty uh, pretty impressive because they knew they didn't know who he was. He was just some guy, right? He was, in fact, his job was, a, he was a janitor. Uh, he was in contracting before that, but after that, he was just, uh, uh, he did cleaning of houses and things, and, and they started a big cleaning business. Uh, and, um, and so he went from that to having a 1,000-member church, and then following these three men closely, was invited to their homes. Uh, and so, uh, the Lord gave him great favor in those areas to, and to follow those three men. And so uh, I think it worked out pretty well for Dr. Dufresne, you know, very, very uh, anointed uh, minister of the gospel. In fact, you know, um, I've had Brother Hagin lay hands on me and um, other people, my pastor lay hands on me. I don't know if I've ever felt anybody as strong of anointing as, as uh, Dr. Dufresne when he prayed, prayed for us. I mean, just amazing anointing. Uh, just uh, knock you out of your socks and your socks are still on the ground and you're somewhere in the backside of the church, uh, just a, s- a very strong anointing. And so, uh, so if he had the strong anointing, then, then I can find out what he did to get that strong anointing, amen, and pursue that in my life, amen. Well, be blessed. Have a wonderful week, Lord. Uh, uh, we don't have anything, well, prayer's not till next month, right? So, so, all right, well, we'll see you all on Sunday.